right, everybody. Welcome to Rick Six, Season 1, Episode 26. We are back with some weekly NFL picks. It is Week 15, and joining me today is Preston and Glad Hill. What's up, guys? What's up? All right, so you guys be sure to tune in this week because we got a busy week. We got today picking games, and then we also got our NBA predictions coming out later this weekend. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a busy and fun day on the show. All right, let's get on into this. So, Glenn, how are you feeling about this week? I know uh, you had the best week out of all of us. You're catching up on Preston only two games behind now. And Preston's a little – I see him right now. He's a little shaking. He's, he's shaking his uh, – he's in his boots. Yeah, we got to keep the train rolling. Um, this is going to be a fun week because we got two – we got a Thursday night game tomorrow, and then we got two Saturday games, and then a bunch of Sunday games. So, feels like Christmas. Uh, we're going to get that next week too. Uh, actually, we got a game on Friday next week, then Saturday games, and then Sunday games. So – It'll be uh, it'll be a fun next couple weeks. Also, you know, obviously the playoff race. You got teams vying for some spots here, so I think it's going to be really uh, interesting to see who steps up and kind of. Uh, I think this week, this year especially, has been very week to week. Like I feel like my opinion on teams has like changes every single week. Like I wasn't I wasn't like super high on the Bills until like three weeks ago. I was like I was super high on the Titans. I was like, oh, the Titans are going to make the AFC Championship game. And then they got blown out by the Browns. And that, that game was not as close as the score says it was, I don't think. Now we're all super high on the Bills. And I'm, I'm high on the Bills right now. But I don't know. I think we're learning learning more about each of these teams every week. And it's just interesting to keep learning more. I think, I think the Ravens are better than I thought they were. I think they're starting to get maybe a little healthier. But, um, yeah, should be, should be fun these last few weeks. Like Gledhill was mentioning, he wasn't – he's high on the Bills now, which is – a a fair statement. They just got done pretty much shutting down the Steelers on Sunday night. Stephon Diggs had an amazing game. Single-handedly won me my fantasy game for me with 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. And he's actually the first receiver this uh, this season to get to 100 catches. So, And what I think is so special about the Bills right now and Stephon Diggs is I say this every single week I watch him play and I watch him produce for my fantasy team is Stephon Diggs, he got traded this offseason to Buffalo, and there was always word that he didn't want. He wasn't happy in Minnesota. He wanted to leave, and I honestly think that was the best thing to ever happen to one his career, and the best thing to ever happen to Josh Allen because Josh Allen's numbers statistically have just skyrocketed. If you look at everything, completion percentage, passing yards, touchdowns, interception ratios, QBR rating. I mean, Josh Allen's almost completing seventy percent of his passes, which is absolutely insane. And a lot of that is attributed to Stephon Diggs. He loves targeting Stephon Diggs. And you got other guys stepping up. You got Gabriel Davis, the rookie that they drafted this this offseason. They got Cole Beasley, who is one of the most underrated and if not best slot receivers in the NFL right now. You got John Brown, who's always super consistent. So they just got to balance the running game. They just got to balance the running game with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. If they can do that with mixing in the passes, they're going to be a very hard team to beat. I could see them making the AFC championship over the Steelers right now. It's looking like it's going to be them and chiefs and they're, they're third seed right now. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Steelers just have to completely not crumble to get that second seed. It's obviously going to go to the chiefs now for home field advantage. They retaking the lead after the, the Steelers just dropped two there. And then you go uh, obviously to the NFC, you see the, the Packers regaining first place in the NFC after the saints had a dud against the Eagles. So no matter where these teams finish, the bills are in really good position to have at least the best chance of beating the chiefs. 
Yeah, and they're a fun team this year because I think last year they were built around that defense. I don't think we thought like super highly of Josh Allen last year. Like I think he was kind of just barely holding them afloat, but their defense was kind of carrying the team. This year it's completely different. Like their defense is pretty good and, and they play really well in the fourth quarter. Um, but Josh Allen's the leader of that team. He's the best player on that team. Um, he is really developed nicely. I mean, the I mean, huge credit to the Bills for sticking with him this entire time. I mean, basically standing on the table and, and telling everyone like, this is our guy, even when, you know, you know, he had some, some struggles every now and then the first couple of years as he was continuing to develop. Uh, but we're kind of seeing it all blossom this year. And he's, uh, he's, he's looking like their, their guy for a long, long time. And um, this is how, I mean, this is how teams need to do it. They need to, you know, pick their guy in the draft. They need to look at him, you know, going in like okay who is this guy can is this a guy that we can develop they brought him in he was super underdeveloped super undercoached in college had all the tools but they just hadn't really put it together at wyoming and um the bills just kind of made made something out of nothing there uh with him and and we're, we're starting to see it starting to see it blossom now so it's it's really really cool to see how he's developed and he's he's the person carrying this team now like Obviously, they put some really good pieces around him. Like, that's what you got to do for your quarterback. But um, cool to see that they invested more on the offensive side. Their defense is still playing well, and this is a really good uh, football team. Yeah, very, very well-coached football team. I know last year, like you said, we we always talked about the Bills making that rise, but we still didn't think we – didn't, we didn't believe in them because, one, Josh Allen. You know, we didn't know if he was the guy. And then, two, their offense – was playing like easy teams. So it wasn't like very hard to justify how good they were. Sometimes when they would play like a a big team, they would, they would fold. But now this is like, it's just like a different, completely different vibe with them. Like Sean McDermott, you have the same coach coaching a way, way, way better offense and better team overall. The defense is like you said, isn't as great, but feeds off of how good the offense plays sometimes. And so you just got to really come together. And I think the bills are doing a great job of that. I'm, I'm excited. I think next week that should, that could be an interesting topic to discuss is that class of quarterbacks and, and how, you know, maybe coming into the draft where we had them ranked and then now where we have them ranked because Lamar Jackson was the last QB taken off the board. And he's looking like, if you look at career wise so far, he's having the best career out of all those guys and going in. I mean, I'll talk about it more next week when we talk about it, but I think going into it two years ago when they got drafted, I probably thought Josh Allen and Sam Darnold was between those two of them being the worst because I was like, okay, Baker, Lamar, those are the two best for sure. And now completely different. Now it's like, okay, it's either Josh Allen or Lamar, you know? So yeah, interesting topic. You got anything else uh, to add with that, Preston? No, everything's pretty straightforward. Bills have been playing really well. Uh, hopefully Josh Allen you know, we'll see how he reacts in the playoffs when somebody takes away, you know, what he's great at, which is giving the ball to Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be uh, potentially shut down in the playoffs in at least one of their matchups. And so how are they going to respond? How's the defense going to play? And is Josh Allen going to choke again? So if he comes out and performs, you know, anything's possible for the Bills. Very true. Very true. All right. So let's go ahead and get on to, into these games. We got the first game tomorrow night. Thursday night football. We got the LA Chargers going on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Preston, what is the spread in this game? The Las Vegas Raiders are favored by three and a half points uh, against the Chargers week in Las Vegas. Okay. They're your Chargers, so go ahead and kick us off. I mean, we, we all saw what happened. 
not only last week where you guys came back and won at the last second, but y'all played this team a few weeks ago when Justin Herbert, he had him in the end zone for the game. No, he, he hit him. The guy dropped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, ha- he hit him, and he dropped it. Straight up dropped it. It was a great play by Herbert, and he just couldn't maintain control of it. So teams are in different positions now. The Chargers have kind of been up and down all year, and then the Raiders have, have shown a lot of, like, oh, like the Raiders, like they're not looking so good. You know, they, they barely beat the Jets when they should have lost that game if it wasn't for the Jets having a mission to go 0-16 and, and purposely losing. So they should have lost that game. They got bulldozed by the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Derek Carr just turned the ball over like four times, didn't look good at all. And then you got last week where they got pretty much their defense just got outplayed by the Indianapolis Colts. Colts put up 40 on them. And, they, you know, offense played pretty decent. Having having Josh Jacobs back was huge, but their defense just hasn't been that great this year. So I'd imagine that both these teams kind of being up and down, it's going to be a higher scoring game. But what do you think? You can go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, so – a lot of how good the Raiders play comes down to Josh Jacobs. We talk about it every week. He's questionable again this week. He'll probably play, but be limited, similar to last week. The Chargers, I'm just so upset with them about the last two weeks. I, I picked them against the Patriots. I don't know why I did. I don't know why I did with Bill Belichick's track record against rookie quarterbacks. But I didn't expect 45-0. to zero. And then, of course, that messes up my pick for last week because I'm like, okay, they just got blown out. They're not going to come back and beat the Falcons. But then again, I forgot the Falcons were choke artists too. And they ended up beating that, beating the Falcons that game. So really the Chargers could win this game. They could win any game they, they play, you know, if Anthony Lynn made the right adjustments and our team competed. But I, I'm not going to pick them. You know, they've, they've screwed me over too many times this year. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. And also I think the Raiders need this game more. They're obviously trying to make the playoffs, and it's not looking so well for them right now with the Ravens winning and beating the Browns, and then, of course, them losing the Colts last week. So that makes the playoff picture a little bit tougher for them. But if they win out, I, I bet you that the Ravens or the Colts will probably lose one. To, the Ravens have the easy, easiest schedule left in the league, but the uh, the Colts, they could potentially lose a game or two, and that could potentially put the Raiders in the playoff back in the playoff race. Um, I'm going to say Raiders win 33 to 31, another choke game. Yeah. So it's really going to come down to the dolphins because the dolphins are that last spot in the AFC and it's between the Ravens and the Raiders, like you said, fighting for that spot and that game Ravens winning that Browns game is huge for them because if they would have lost that game, they would have won out and they would have went. What? So that would have made them 10 and six, but still, they still probably wouldn't have made the playoffs because I looked at the remaining D- Dolphin schedule and the Dolphins could go three and one and or two and one their last three games. And it's looking like they were going to. They got the Raiders, the Patriots, and then they also got the uh, the Bills. So I, I thought they would beat the Bills or not the Bills, the, the Patriots. And then they may or may have not beat the Raiders. I would pick them to beat the Raiders right now. So then that leaves them to lose to the Bills, right? And and then then that would make them 10 and 6. Ravens would also be 10 and 6 because they lost to the Browns. And then the Dolphins would have got the tiebreaker over them because they've just been better this season. So that game really does change a lot of things. I know the Ravens have their easiest remaining schedule now. They're probably going to win out and they can probably sneak that last spot. And now they have like an 86% chance of making the playoffs because of their remaining schedule. So 
going to be interesting to see what happens at the AFC. Meanwhile, the Raiders are right. They're desperate for this win. They're desperate for this win, seven and six. I don't think they're going to make it, but they know they need to win this game against a division opponent. And I think they're going to dial up a good game plan and they're going to get the run game going. And they're going to be the Chargers yeah, about the spread, three to four points. So I'm going to say that the Raiders, I think this one is going to be a, a higher scoring game because both defenses haven't been playing that well. I mean, the Chargers on paper defensively are good, but they haven't played that well. And it, it's really just a mixture of everything, coaching. And then the Raiders, meanwhile, the Raiders just don't have a good defense at all. The, the Raiders get torched out there. So I think Herbert's going to have a decent game, but I like the Raiders in a close game. I'm going to say it's a higher scoring game, but we'll go Raiders 30 to 26. Glenhill, I know you're riding high off of that uh, Chargers pick last week, so you got. Oh, not really. I was, I, I was watching that game. It looked like both teams were trying to lose that game. It was kind of funny. Just you got the two biggest choke artists in the NFL, you know, playing each other. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, that's just a pick. That's like you just don't, you just don't know. You just kind of go with a team. Like, oh, you know, I think the right, I think the Chargers might come back from a forty-five nothing loss and and get a win. And they did, but I know I, I think the Raiders, given the, the way they played this lately, I think they're going to come back and I think they're going to play well this weekend. I think you have to pick the, the Raiders. I think overall they're better coached. Um, I think this is just a good opportunity to get back on track and you obviously need it. Seven and six. Um, the AFC is super competitive. If they win and the Dolphins were to lose, they'd have the same record eight and six as the, as the Dolphins. And, and next week in week 16, the Raiders are playing the Dolphins on Saturday night. So Yep. That's going to be a huge game. Um, looks like at this point, one of those te teams might make it and the other one might not. And may maybe both won't. I mean, the Ravens, I think, like you said, I think they have an easy schedule. I think the Ravens are quietly going to go 11 and 5 and uh, be the 6 or 7 seed. But um, yeah, that's going to be a huge game next week, Raiders Dolphins. But I think this week the Raiders are going to get it done. They need this game more. I, that, that's going to be a weird thing this the rest of the season is like, using the logic of like they need this game more because that logic's tough to use sometimes because like last year the Patriots needed to beat the Dolphins to get a bye and then they lost to the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick in week 17 so you know you're like oh Belichick needs this game he's gonna win but it's like well the Dolphins you know they're playing really well but anyways I do I do think the Raiders are gonna win this game I think they're the better team overall they are playing better football even though they've been struggling this doesn't really look like a playoff team to me, but they technically still have a shot. And if they went out and go 10 and six, you know, rally and get a big win here. And, and then they beat Miami. And then um, looks like they got Broncos in week 17. I think they can win that game for sure. So this is a team that we could easily see go 10 and six and 10 and six is a pretty darn good record in this league. And that's usually good enough for, you know, it's usually a playoff record, especially with seven teams now making the playoffs. So um, I think they're going to get this done. I think they're actually going to win comfortably. I think we'll see, we'll see a nice bounce back from the Raiders and I got a win in 37, 24. Yeah. The, the dolphins, if they lose one more game and the Ravens win out, which they're most likely going to do, because they play the Bengals, the Jaguars and the giants, the Ravens are going to get that last spot. So the AFC is right now is just fighting right now for all those wildcard spots. It would be a miracle if the Raiders get it just because other teams have to lose, but Hey, this is on the right road check. So wait, what'd you say your uh, your score was? I actually got the Raiders winning comfortably in this game, 37-24. Okay, sounds good. So we all got the Raiders getting a dub here, getting in that AFC wildcard spot. All right, next game, we got the Buffalo Bills going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. Preston, what is the spread in this game? Uh, so the Buffalo Bills are favored by six and a half. Buffalo Bills favored by six and a half. We talked about them, how – 
they looked in Sunday night football's affair. They looked really good playing the Steelers team. Like we said, very well-coached team. The Broncos, meanwhile, just got into a shootout with the Panthers, got the better of them. I was a little worried about that game. Now that I think about it, two teams that were both inconsistent, and the Broncos just got the better of them, won by like three or four points. And, yeah, it was it was kind of a back-and-forth action. But they're going back home, and they're, they're playing a Bills team that's coming in red hot right now. So I guess I'll start this one. I'll take the Bills pretty comfortably. You know, sometimes when you're in mile high, Denver likes to keep games super competitive. And who knows, maybe Josh Allen throws like a pick or two. But overall, I think the Bills are – this is a good time for them to, to kind of get the run game going and, and mix in the play action. Maybe the Broncos give them a little bit trouble in the first half and it's close and maybe they get like an early touchdown or something. But overall, I think the Bills are just going to run away with this game. I think they're a little bit better. And I like the Bills winning 27-16. to 16. Preston, who you got? Yeah, so this is an easy pick, obviously. The Bills been balling. The Broncos, not so much. Bills win this game 35-22. to 22. Glad Hill. I got a similar score, 31-23 Bills. Um, I just think, I mean, the Broncos defense can step up and, and play good in any given week, I feel like. But I just feel like offensively they can't really do a lot. They're not, not a super fun team to watch. Um yeah, they, they got some stuff to figure out offensively, I believe. So I, I think the Bills will, will win pretty comfortably. Uh, nothing nothing ex- too exciting. All right, next game, we got the Carolina Panthers going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. This is our second Saturday game. I forgot to mention that the Bills are playing on Saturday, by the way. This is the uh, later game on Saturday night. Panthers at Packers. Aaron Rodgers making his way into that MVP front runner right now after Patrick Mahomes struggled a little bit against the the Dolphins, and he just had a little bit better of a game. If you look at their numbers, Patrick Mahomes has more passing yards. Aaron Rodgers has more total touchdowns and one less pick. So it's really close. You can make an argument for either one. I think after that game last week, credit that the Packers were playing the Lions. Rodgers, is, I think, right now is the front runner. But, hey, it's still going to be a race. Aaron Rodgers could have one bad game. Patrick Mahomes could have a great game, and Patrick Mahomes is right there back in the front runner. So very, very exciting to watch these you know, a young quarterback in Mahomes and then a veteran and Aaron Rodgers just duking it out for the MVP right now. They're, they're two are running away with the front runner. So it's going to be exciting to see what, what happens there. Yeah, Packers just, uh, you know, they, they moved themselves into first place in the NFC fighting for that first round bye. If they win out, they, they'll go 13-3 and three and be just exactly like last year. So Matt LaFour has done an outstanding job his first two seasons as the Packers head coach. And this, this game really comes down for me, it comes down to points scored. You know, obviously that's, that's, that sounds really cliche when I say that, but I mean, it's facts. If this turns into a shootout, there's no way Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers are going to keep up with the Packers. I, I could see it being that way because they have an underrated offense. I think Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuels, they have a decent offense amount. Uh, and uh, Matt Rule has done a great job coaching that team and, and rebuilding that defense. But overall, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to have fun with them. You know, being back in Lambeau Field, he's going to be duking it out, throwing the ball, you know, being comfortable in there. I don't think the Panthers are going to get that much pressure on him. And I think this is going to be a, a pretty uh, ugly game. I, I think the Packers are going to go out there and score at least 30 points, and the Panthers are not going to be able to keep up. So I got Aaron Rodgers tossing three touchdowns and Devontae Adams getting two of those touchdowns, and the Packers are going to win pretty decently comfortably. We'll say 
Packers win 34 to 24. Who do you got, Glenn Hill? Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers last week, 20, 26th career game with both both a passing and a rushing, rushing touchdown. Uh, that's the third most by a player in NFL history behind Cam Newton and Steve Young. Newton has 42, Steve Young with 31, so Rodgers is catching up there. Um, yeah, I think the Packers, as good as they are, they have, to have played an easier schedule like they like they did last year. So I think it's going to be really tough to see how this, you know, see where this team's at going into the playoffs. Like I think it's very likely looking at their schedule. Um, they have the Panthers this week, Titans next week, and then um, they finish it off with the Bears on the road. I think it's very possible they went out. Um, go 13 and three. I think they went 13 and three last year, but yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, you know, obviously they're playing a lot better against teams with losing records. I mean, they got, they beat up on the 49ers with that, 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 that stinker against the Buccaneers. They lost to the saints earlier too. I mean, um, so I don't really know exactly what I think they, I think they beat the saints. Oh yeah. They, they, lost, they the lost to the, um, they lost to the Colts and the, uh, that's right. They, yeah, yeah. They lost to the Colts. The uh, the Buccaneers they had that really bad game against the Buccaneers, and then who else did they lose to? Was it the I'm looking right now? Um, Vikings. Oh, that's right. Dalvin Cook went off that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I don't really know. I don't really know exactly what this team is. Um, but obviously, you got the best quarterback in football. I think right now, you got a guy that I I trust the most in the playoffs to kind of carry your team, and I think this defense is just good enough. Um, I think they're going to win against Carolina this week, as as they should. They're a really good team, uh, potentially the top seed in the in the um, NFC. And um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a fun team to watch going forward. I think you know as good as Devontae Adams has been, I'd like to see you know some other guys step up at receiver and and play really really well. I think I think uh, we've seen uh, Velda Scantling play really well down the stretch too. But yeah. Um, I think the Packers will, will get it done. I think I think it'll be something like thirty three to. 27 or something so i think it'll be a high scoring game maybe a little closer than people think but i think they'll end up getting this one done preston i forgot to ask you what is the spread in this game and you can go ahead and pick as well um green bay is favored by nine kind of surprising i mean it's it's an easy game to pick um without the spread um packers are going to come in uh win big with the packers obviously in the playoff picture how are they looking as far as that number one seed goes Oh, they I mean, Gledhill just mentioned they got the Panthers this week, they got the Titans next week, and then they got the Bears. So maybe they drop one of the Titans, right? Maybe, but, but they still have a chance to go 12 and 4. And the Saints are going to most likely lose to the Chiefs this week, and spoiler alert. And they'll have that win over the Saints from week three earlier in the season. So the Packers are most likely going to get the first round by. Okay, gotcha. So Packers, obviously, they're competing for that first round bye. So I don't see them choking the game here. Packers win 31-23. Sounds good. Our next game, we got the Houston Texans going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. These two teams played two weeks ago. I, the, the scheduling for, for some of the division games are just so whack. Like, I, I think it, I would hate as a team to play a divisional rival one week and then literally have to play them again two weeks. That's just – like as far as game planning, like that's just a lot on on the plate right there. But luckily for the Colts, the Texans are just awful. Like they, they pretty much thrown their whole season out out the window right now. With the, their defense is so god awful, and and the Colts are playing good football right now. I mean, how do you get blown out by the Bears like that? Like how do you let Mitch Trubisky throw three touchdowns and just go off against your defense? And 
Deshaun Watson, I'm going to keep saying it every single week. He deserves better. He deserves better. They lost two weeks ago because of a bad snap. They really almost won that game in Houston. This time they're playing in Indianapolis. Preston, what is the spread? The Colts are favored by seven. Colts are favored by seven. Okay, who are you taking? I would love to take the Texans in an upset pick here because um, I know Deshaun Watson really wants to win. I thought last week was going to be his week against the Bears, but who the hell knows with the Bears? I mean, I think they're just anti-narrative. I think they're just anti-whatever you're picking. Like, they just hate everybody, and so they're going to do the opposite of what everybody thinks they're going to do. So I got the Colts in this one. Uh, Colts are going to win 28-27. to And the Texans are officially eliminated from playoff contention for those that didn't know. Gladell, who do you got? Yeah, the Colts are playing good football right now. I like I like the direction they're heading in. They're they're um, trying to kind of cement themselves in in the playoff picture. I mean, nine and four right now. Yeah, nine and four, second in the AFC South, looking really good. Um, I think this is totally a playoff team, especially the way they're playing right now. I think they'll they'll um, do what they need to do against the Texans. I just don't think as good as Deshaun Watson is. I mean, obviously, I I take him over Philip Rivers any day, but. Um, I just he doesn't really have the pieces around him to have a ton of success. Doesn't have a great run game. Um, now we know Will Fuller's gone. Um, doesn't really have any great receivers to get separation. I like I like the Colts. I think the Colts defense is pretty good. And now their offense is really stepping up the last few weeks. I think they're averaging well over thirty points a game over the last like four or five games or something like that. And just just beat up on the Raiders last week. So I think um, I think the, I think the Colts are a team that drafts really well every year. I, I really like how they're managed. Uh, their their general manager uh, Chris Ballard's really good, all the way down to their their uh, their coach Frank Reich, and and pretty soon they're gonna have a shot to get um, you know a quarterback for the future. Whether they I think we could see him make a move for Carson Wentz potentially, uh, maybe get a guy like Sam Darnold, uh, give him a shot. I don't know. I, I think the Colts are many directions they can go in in the future, but I think they're really well run. So I think they'll they'll make a really good choice. But right now, Philip Rivers is playing well. That offense. He, I mean, he has. I think this is obviously a good a good pick for him to go there because he's got a really good offensive line, lots of really good pieces on the offensive side to distribute the ball to. Doesn't have to do the majority of of the work there. And um, I think this is a team that'll win comfortably against the Texans, just because I just don't think the Texans um, will be able to hold up offensively. Thirty to seventeen. There's nothing more dangerous than a team that has been officially eliminated from the playoffs and have nothing to play for. So sometimes when you see that happen, they come out, they sling, and they might spoil somebody trying to make the playoffs and trying to get a higher seed. So I think the Texans will come in here and make them competitive, but definitely not picking them. I got the Colts winning 28-24. to It's going to be a close game, though. All right, next game we got the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to play the Washington football team. Washington has won four straight. They're riding high right now after having scoring two defensive touchdowns for the first time since 1997 against the 49ers, and that was really a game changer. Chase Young, Preston told me he single-handedly won in that game versus the 49ers this past Sunday, and he did. I mean, he had that defensive touchdown. He, he had a great game, and that was really the game changer. I was I, That was another game that I was worried about. Thought the Niners would have gotten close. I remember turning it on because I, I was watching another game. And I remember it switched over to that game after I was done watching the other game. And I remember I wasn't even paying attention to the score because I remember looking at some fantasy points that I had because I, I think I had like a, a Washington play. Yeah, I had uh, J.D. McKissick off my bench. 
he was he was on my bench, and I remember like seeing the score, but it didn't even like cross my mind that I thought the 49ers were winning that whole time. And then they ended up turning on the game, and then I was I was kind of zoned out. And then I realized I'm like, oh shoot, the 49ers are losing. I didn't even realize that. And then I saw like the highlights with Chase Young too, and I'm like, okay, well, so Washington's riding high. Seattle got exposed a couple weeks ago against the Giants with Colt McCoy. And that's what I'm kind of scared about because the defense of the Giants were, were able to kind of shut down the Seahawks that game. So who knows that the Washington football team has a better defense. Maybe they could go in there and, and just shut down, you know, give Russell Wilson and that Seahawks offense some problems and, and steal one here. I I would not be surprised in the slightest. The, the question is, do I have the balls to pick the Seahawks? Correction there. I meant to say, do I have the balls to pick the football team? Preston, what's the spread? Um, yeah, Seattle is favored by five and a half. Well, Gledho, I know you're, you're kind of smiling. You're deciding a little bit. Uh, who do you got in this game, man? Yeah, really tough one. Toughest pick of the uh, toughest pick so far. I think I think really interesting thing to watch is, is that the Steelers offensive line against uh, against Chase Young and company on the on Washington's defensive line, because I'm telling you that the, the Giants pushed them around a couple weeks ago. As great as Russell Wilson's played this year, he has been sacked 40 times. It's quite a bit. And um, their offensive line is, is banged up. It has been all year. And it's going to be interesting to see how they step up against Washington. I um, Obviously, the, the Seahawks are off a huge win last week, but take that with a grain of salt. It was the Jets. But uh, I think their defense is playing better. I think they're playing well enough to um, hold Washington um, in the low 20s or so. And I just think the Seahawks will score more points in the end. I think, you know, they're – this, this winning streak for Washington is going to end up coming to an end this weekend. Although, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Washington just continues this winning streak. They are playing really good football right now. Uh, it's either them or the Giants at this point in the, um, the NFC East. Um, which, by the way, I think, I think the NFC East, and we'll get into this later, but I think the NFC East will be a decent division next year because um, I think the Eagles are starting to figure out a quarterback potentially. Obviously, this, the, the team's playing better with Jalen Hurts in there. I think he's doing more with that team than, than Carson Wentz was. He's a better quarterback for their team right now. The Giants, too, they got a really bright future with Joe Judge. Don't really know what we're going to see from Daniel Jones in the future, but they got the coach right, it looks like. And then Washington, man, that defense is really tough to beat. And, and you got Alex Smith, who's just a veteran guy, who's really good for their locker room and can step up and make some plays. You got a good run game with Antonio Gibson. If Antonio Gibson's healthy, I think they can beat a lot of teams in this league that people don't think they can beat. Yeah, I think Washington is, is a playoff team, and I think they're a team that could potentially win a playoff game. I mean, right now, who are they who are they slated to play? It'd be the uh, oh, they looks like they play the Seahawks in the first round, four versus five, I and mean, that'd be a really tough game to pick in Washington. So this could potentially be a playoff preview. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks, but I'm not super confident. I just think they can do a little bit more offensively. I um, trust Russell Wilson late in the game. Seahawks win 27-24. Yeah, this is a tough game to pick, and it's really because of how good Washington has been playing the past few weeks and how up and down Seattle has been ever since that really hot, hot start at the beginning of the season. A little fun fact here, Jamal Adams actually played his his former team last week, and he broke the single-season sack re record against his former team. His eight-and-a-half sacks this season are the most by a defensive back in NFL history and has had three games left to keep adding to that total. 
So I could I could see him going in there and, and, and giving Alex Smith some problems. Washington's offense is too consistent for me to pick them to on the upset. Who knows? They go in there and they could they could prove me wrong again. But what's really holding them back is their offense. Their offense isn't consistent enough, and that's really going to be their downfall in the playoffs. Their defense is going to be okay, but they're they're just straight up not good enough offensively to compete with one of the NFC teams. And this is a bad matchup for the O line of the the Seahawks. So I honestly would not be surprised in the slightest if the Washington football team wins this game, but Alex Smith, a little banged up. He left the game uh, with a mid calf strain in the second quarter and was replaced by Dwayne Haskins. Ron Rivera says it's not too serious, said he should be good to go. It's too much of a gamble to pick that offense. I'm, I'm just going to not overthink it. And I'm going to pick the Seahawks at 24 to 20 close game. Preston. Uh, Eric, I actually disagree with your statement that the uh, Washington offense has been inconsistent this season. Uh, I think it's been relatively consistent. It, they've scored about 20 points almost every game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that just hasn't been enough uh, for most of the season. So I don't think they're necessarily inconsistent. They're just not good offensively. And a lot of times, you know, their defense ends up putting points on the board for them. This game is tricky because of how well Washington has been playing. They won four straight now. And then Seattle, you know, they've been up and down. They've had really good games against really good teams and then really bad games against really bad teams. So this comes down, obviously, to how well Russell Wilson plays and how well their offensive line plays. Like pretty much any game, the football is won at the line of scrimmage. We all know that. And sometimes special players can get you out of uh, sticky situations like Russell Wilson has been able to do his entire career. But, ooh, Chase Young, man, he's been balling, man. Like it's hard. That guy's going to be the next JJ Watt, the next freaking um, uh, who's another big defensive end. That's that uh, kind of took over the league and had JJ Watt, I think is the the only defensive back I can think or Miles not Garrett. Back. Oh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. But JJ Watt, you remember his two prime seasons as a defensive end where he was having freaking interceptions, like going crazy, getting a ton of sacks and then like a ton of fumble recoveries. Um, he's going to be one of those guys. He's going to be a JJ Watt or like a, uh, what's his face who played really well, uh, for the bears last week after not having a, a sack for the previous couple of weeks. Um, Oh, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Khalil Mack. Yeah, dude. He's gonna be one of those, uh, one of those players, just one of those guys who can come in and, and ruin an entire game for betters and for the team. Uh, oh, and, and Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald is honestly in a class of his own. I don't know if he'll be as good as Aaron Donald. Yeah, but... I'm, I, I purposely avoided that. Uh... <laughs> dude, yeah. that dude is in a class of his own. Yeah. I d- uh, don't get it twisted, guys. I did not forget about Aaron Donald. I'm just not comparing Aaron Donald to anybody because he's too good. Dude, he might be the greatest. Like, okay, if you just, just think about it. Any position, he might be the greatest football player of all time. I mean, you could argue he's the best player in the NFL right now, yeah? Well, I think he is the best. Well, I think he is the best player in the NFL. I It's tough to name a defensive tackle, the greatest football player of all time, though. But I think like for how dominant he's been, like you could make a case. Anyways, back to the game. I uh, went on a little tangent there. I'm going to have to go ahead and stick with the Seahawks. It's too risky to pick Washington this week, even though I'd like to do it. I think one or two people will probably do it. Um, and, you know, they could end up getting a game on us, but. You know, I'm fine with that. It's too risky to pick the other way. Uh, Seattle's going to win. I'm going to say 23 to 20. If anybody should be picking Washington, it should be me because I'm way behind you guys. But I'm, I, I just – I can't do it. I can't do it. And 
Preston, you're right. I shouldn't have said inconsistent. That wasn't the right word to say about Washington. But I did say that they're just not good enough offensively. And they're really not. Like, they're not good enough. They've been able to score, like you said, well over 20 points a game. But they haven't been good enough. And that's why they're 6-7. and seven. By the way, by the way, Aaron Donald is leading the league in sacks right now as an interior defensive lineman. I think he has in years past, but he's doing it again this year. 12 and a half sacks. As an interior defensive lineman, that's that's pretty uh, – yeah, that's, I mean, pretty, 12, that's pretty crazy. 12 and a half right now at week 15 for Aaron Donald, that's, that's considered like – that's considered low. He's he's had like almost 20 in a, in a, in a season, I think. Right. No, yeah. Yeah, what did he – was it 19 and a half? Yeah, he's he's, all, he's pretty close to the he's record. He's had like 19 and a half before, right? Pretty close to Michael Strahan's record. I mean, for, for one season he was. He's been getting – well over 15 to 16 sacks a game or a season. So he's in a class of his own, like you said, Preston. All right, let's move on. Next game, we got the Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. This game is not in prime time, so Kirk Cousins doesn't have to worry too much. <laughs> What's the spread? Vikings and Bears, Minnesota is favored by three. Minnesota is favored by three. Okay. Uh Freaking Chicago Bears, man. They they did it to me again. Let, let's recap everything. So, you know how the other day I went on a tangent with the Bears about saying, like, how I can't get them right? Well, they're 6-7 and seven right now. So, I, I put it all together because I was actually interested to know what my record is for picking Bears games this year. So, I am 3-9 and nine when picking them to lose. 3-9. and nine. I'm 0-4 when picking them to win. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. I'm going to, and you know who I'm going to pick that game. I'm going to pick the Bears. If the Bears lose that game and the Jaguars win, that will just prove that I'm cursed with picking Bears games this week, uh, this year. It, it, it just proves it. I ha- I'm 0 4 in picking them to win. I picked them to lose a lot, and I'm still bad with that. Three and nine? Like, are you kidding me? The Bears make me sick. They make me absolutely sick. The only good thing I could say about the Bears is David Montgomery. That's in the defense. That's really it. Screw Matt Nagy, screw Nick Foles, screw Mitch Trubisky, screw everybody on that offense. I mean, Allen Robinson's all right. He's, he, he can get a pass. He's cool. But screw everybody else. The Vikings had, had a tough loss against the, the Buccaneers. They really couldn't get any offense going. Dalvin Cook had a, had a touchdown or two, but he, they weren't getting the, the, the passing game in. The, the, the Buccaneers' defense really stepped up, and, and Kirk Cousins was frustrated because his offensive line, like I said, I said the the defensive line of the Buccaneers was going to be all over Kirk Cousins that game, and they were. Vikings and Bears, Bears always match up well against Kirk Cousins, so I think this game will be closer. And you could argue right now that the Bears have the momentum going into this week. They're both 6-7, and seven, and the Bears just come off a huge win against the Texans. And credit was the Texans, but they're, they rolled that game, you know, and the Vikings are coming off a tough loss. I'm going to pick the Vikings. I, I can't pick the Bears because I know when I pick the Bears – they're going to lose. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not doing it. Next week will be the week that I'll pick the Bears, and hopefully I'm not cursed, but not this week. Oh, let's see. We'll go Vikings mm, 23 to 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know what, just going to roll with it. So, Preston, who do you got? I picked the Bears against the Vikings the last time they played because I thought Kirk Cousins was going to lose in prime time. And, man, don't let me down, Vikings. Do not let me down. Get a new field goal kicker. Sorry, Dan Bailey, your career is over. Vikings, 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 please do not choke this game. Please, Lord. 
Uh, Fukta Bears, Vikings, uh, let's say 19 to 16. Yeah, and I forgot to mention the field goals were a main thing in that game too because Dan Bailey missed he missed three field goals, 46, 36, 54, and then he missed an extra point. And the Vikings were, what, they lost by like nine points or something like that? Yeah, they yeah, just tough outing for them. Not a good game offensively. Gledhill. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings are a, are a fun team to judge. You know, I think everyone gives Kirk Cousins a lot of crap, but you know, say what you want about him. I think I think they're playing. I think I think offensively they're playing pretty well. I mean, I think they were a kicker away from beating the Buccaneers last week, pretty much. Um, I think this is a pretty good football team, a team that you know uh, I don't think at this point it, they're a playoff team, but they're still you know they're they're probably a you know an eight and eight, nine and seven type of team potentially. I think they're going to beat the Bears. I think, you know, it's where they have the same record as the Bears. They don't really feel – I feel like the Vikings are a lot better. Uh, but I think they're going to win this divisional game. I, I think I was I was on Matt Nagy's side early on in the season. They started 5-9. I was like, oh, look. Yeah, I, I think we all knew even when they were 5-1, like, okay, this is not a – this is not a team that's just going to keep on winning. Like, I think they're eventually they're going to come back to earth, and they and they totally have. They're six and seven now. I think they last week they they got their first win in like seven or eight weeks or something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, I didn't pick them last week because I was just like, listen, I can't pick. I don't even know if the Bears can win a game in the NFL right now. I just don't really feel too confident in them. And right now, I just think the Vikings are, are playing better football. Could have easily beaten the Bucks last week, I think, and uh, I think they're going to win this divisional matchup. You know, everyone's going to bag on Kirk Cousins, but I, I think he's playing pretty good football right now. He's better than what the Bears have to offer offensively. So um, 29 to 13, I think they roll. Yeah, no shame in you picking the Bears la- or not picking the Bears last week, Gledhill, because only one person out of all 10 of us picked the Bears. So I was thinking about it. I When I was making my pick, I thought about it, but it was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I was like, that's Deshaun Watson. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, Bears are going to win. I I do disagree with you with this point. I don't think the Vikings are a good team. I don't think they're a good team. I think they're playing well offensively. I think I think they can get it done offensively. It's just yeah, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's yeah. I knew the second they lost to us, they really weren't. They really didn't have a chance of making the playoffs. I mean, they technically still do, but losing that game against us really was the make or break where I was like, okay, yeah, they're not making the playoffs now. They right. dropped a game to the Cowboys in the NFC fighting for that wild card spot. You're going to lose. Like you're not making, the I could see this also being a game that Kirk Cousins just absolutely, you know, as, as the bed. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I could, I could see being one of those games where it's just low scoring and he just, you know, it's a, like a 16 to 13 game, super ugly offensively. The Vikings, you know, hold on barely, win or, or the bears pull off an upset Kirk Cousins has like three turnovers or something and I could see it being one of those games where we're you know we're, we're saying good things about Kirk Cousins and then he comes out and just plays like absolute garbage you're you're so right I, I think we should just move on before we jinx it <laughs> yeah okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my pick I'm sticking with the Vikings but yeah me too wouldn't surprise me at yeah all. wouldn't surprise me let's just move on so we don't jinx the hell out of that game. <laughs> <laughs> all right next game we got the New England Patriots going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Miami's coming off of a tough loss against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they, they were competitive that game. Their defense really stepped up, gave Patrick Mahomes and that offense some problems. Uh, Jerome Baker had like a 
30-yard sack on Patrick Mahomes trying to scramble out. That was crazy. It was like third and 40. It was insane. It was funny. But the the Chiefs, Preston said it said it well last week. They, you know, they they find a way to make it close, but they'll still end up beating you. And they're still the best team in football. So on to the Dolphins and the Patriots. The Patriots just got railed by the the Rams on Thursday night. I'm glad the Rams were able to come out. That was a big game for the Rams because a lot of people, you know, have I've questioned Jared Goff. I know you do. You have Gledhill questioned Jared Goff, but if he keeps playing like, like that and their defense keeps playing like the best in football right now, they're going to be okay. And I, I would pick them right now. I think it's between them and the Packers for the NFC right now. And I would argue that the Rams could, could dial up a game plan. Sean McVay could dial up a game plan to give Aaron Rodgers some problems and really just mix in the run game. Cam Akers is starting to get it going. Finally, like it's about dang time. And I could just see them having a really good game and just kind of running all over the Packers' terrible rushing defense. So it's either them or the uh, the Rams. I'd still have the Packers ahead of the Rams in the power rankings, but the Rams are right there as the best team in the NFC, and they're playing good football right now. And the, and the Patriots just got bulldozed by them. They they Cam Newton turned the ball over. Jarrett Stidham came in at some point. So both these teams played in Week One. They were both in different positions. Back then, we didn't think that's when the Dolphins had Fitzmagic and the Patriots. We didn't know what we were going to see for them, and it was just a sloppy game. I know Gledhill picked the Dolphins that game, and he he was shaking his head after that. He was like, shouldn't have picked the Dolphins. But now this time, I think you're going to pick the Dolphins again because the Dolphins proved that they're a better team, and the Dolphins always play the Patriots super well. So, Preston, what is the spread in this game? The Dolphins are favored by two and a half. All right, Gladell, who do you got, man? I know you were shooting yourself in the foot picking uh, them in week one, but I'd imagine you're going to pick them this time around. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at the Patriots' schedule the last uh, last few weeks here. They got the Dolphins this week and the Bills and then the Jets. So I think they're going to actually lose this week to the Dolphins. I'm going to say that now the Dolphins are going to beat them. They're going to lose to the Bills. And then at that point, obviously, they'll be out of the playoff race. And then uh, I, was, I was texting you this a few days ago. They got the Jets in week 17. And the Jets are gonna the Jets are gonna still be winless at that point because they're gonna lose. I think they got the Rams and someone else coming up. They're gonna lose those two next two games. They're gonna be 0 and 15 going into the final week of the season, playing the Patriots. And it would just be so funny. I heard this on a talk show. It would just be hilarious if Bill Belichick just he, he, all he does he just throws Jarrett Stidham out there, just like okay, go out there and have fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they lose to the Jets. And, I mean, obviously those players are going to be playing hard. The players don't care about the organization. They're going to go out there and play hard for their jobs, you know, to try and maintain a spot in the organization or get a job elsewhere to play. So the players are going to be going all out. They're going to want to win that game. Uh, obviously up top, you know, top of the organization, you're going to want to lose that game. You're going to, you know, at that point it doesn't really matter to win that game. You want to lose, get the first pick, get Trevor Lawrence, have your guy for the next 15 years and move forward. So it would just be really funny. I'm not saying this would happen, but, you know, a little NFL conspiracy. It would just be really funny that Bill Belichick just continues to toy with the Jets by somehow losing that game to them. And the Jets go 1-15. They, I think, I think because of a strength of schedule tiebreaker, that if the Jags and the Jets are both 1-15, the Jags would get the number one overall pick and the Jets would fall to number two. So it would just be hilarious. I mean, not that I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Justin Fields, but um, you know, I guess the Jets would still end up with Justin Fields, which I think they'd be they'd be you know they'd be just fine with him. But it would just be hilarious if 
Bill Belichick loses that game on purpose just so he doesn't have to play Trevor Lawrence in the division for the next, you know, whatever, 15 years or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know, but it's just, it's no, no, that, that, that's hilarious to think about because what if that did happen, you know? And yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence would be like watching that game vividly. He'd be like, yes, I'm not playing for the Jets. Yeah. It'd be funny if you did like an Antonio Brown, like celebration video. <laughs> oh my God. He just runs out of his house. Like, yeah. Underwear. Oh, He's goodness. like, let's go. <laughs> I'm not going to New York. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would get to the point because if, if, if you think about it, they played on Monday night football, like uh, a couple weeks back. And realistically, the Jets should have won that game, but they just threw it away. So I think if they got into that position, they would do the same thing. Adam Gase is like, all right, I'm getting fired after this season, but if we, I'm definitely getting fired if we do not go 0 16. So freaking lose, lose this game. Yeah. yeah it would just, it'd be so funny. <laughs> it would be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just funny because Bill Belichick has just done horrible things to the Jets franchise for so many years, just beat up on them. It'd the be just like, It'd be like a different, it'd be a different way to mess with that franchise. Just a, yeah, it would just, it would just be a a really funny feather in Belichick's legacy. But anyways, I think this week, I think the Dolphins will will beat the Patriots. I think they're the better team overall, top to bottom. Um, I don't really know what we saw a couple weeks ago from the Patriots and the the Chargers. I just chalked it up as kind of an anomaly game. Um, Chargers were just down early and then they just couldn't. They just had no motivation to come back at all. And just Herbert made a couple mistakes. Um, the defense played well. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, but we saw the Patriots kind of lay a dud against the, the Rams last week. I think they're going to they're gonna have a little bit more success offensively. But I just, you know, I, I like the Dolphins more on the offensive side of the football. Um, and I think they're going to win. Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be like 20 to 14, something like that. Yeah, the first time they played in week one, it was 21 to 11. Uh, Preston, who do you got? Part of me wants to pick the Patriots in this game simply because it's Bilicek going up against a rookie quarterback. You know, I made the mistake of picking the Chargers against the Patriots, and we all saw how that turned out. So uh, do I want to pick Tua against New England? Um, Man, Bilicek has been historically good. But – this Dolphins defense knows how to turn the ball over. And with COVID cam playing quarterback, you know, he's going to love to turn the ball over in this game. Um, I, whatever the, the plus minus is on him throwing interceptions, I would take the over. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, I think the Dolphins defense is going to outscore the Patriots offense this game. Uh, I've got the Dolphins winning. Let's go really weird score. Okay. We're going to go 18 to 11. <laughs> 11 just like week one 11 points that's this does fun. feel like a game that's gonna have a really weird score though it could it very well could i'm gonna pick the dolphins to win this game i think oh defensively they're gonna give cam newton some problems you're right preston this is an interesting game in terms of bill belichick matching up against those rookie quarterbacks he loves he loves spoiling them but i think brian flores should be in the running for coach of the year. I I don't think people give him enough credit with how much he's completely changed the culture of this team. Look at where they were a year ago and look at them now and what they did in the draft, what they did in the, in free agency, they had the best draft. They had the best free agency of any team by far. Wasn't even close. 
and they could have easily folded because we've seen teams that have had big off seasons that haven't done anything with their additions. Short off season too. Um, they didn't really have time in training camp to be able to even work. So, I mean, with this roster almost completely changing, that's crazy impressive. Yeah, they had freaking Josh Rosen starting at one point last year. So just to, it's like I don't think Brian Flores gets enough credit. I think it's between Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores, Kevin Stefanski with the Browns, and yeah, I think it's between those three coaches to win coach of the year. And right now, you could argue Kevin Stefanski and you can argue Mike Tomlin, but my coach of the year personally is Brian Flores. I think he's completely turned around this whole this whole defense and and culture. I love Brian Flores and I think he said it's going to be a very good challenge for Tua this week, and it is. But I like the Dolphins to win. I'm going to say, yeah, this is kind of a nasty game. I'm going to say – I'll say a weird score, too, for the heck of it. 22 to 12. There we go. <laughs> the 21 to 11, now 22 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's the flip-flop. It's flip-flop. It's uh, the yeah. Dolphins on top this time. Yeah, and I like their defense too. Xavier Howard, I think, is still leading the league in interceptions. Oh, amazing, um, amazing. Yeah, he's playing really well. He's been great. Uh, Demonte Parker did get banged up, so interesting there. Preston Williams will have to step up, but his name is Preston, so hopefully he steps up, right, Preston? Yeah. Aha! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else to add? My coach of the year, like I said, Brian Flores. That's mine. Yeah, I would take Sean Payton over Mike Tomlin right now, but yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. All right, next game, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens coming off of that Monday night thriller. Absolutely best game of the year by far. Best game on Monday night since probably the Rams and the Chiefs two years ago when they had when they, when they scored what? Six, they scored 100 points total. Insane, man. It was That was probably the best game. A lot of, a lot of uh, controversy, or not really controversy, but just a lot of, you know, talks with Lamar Jackson having the diarrhea and just you know going back to the locker room everyone's like where the heck is Lamar Jackson because I know me and Preston were confused as hell like did he get hurt like he just randomly left the game yeah nobody knew and the announcers didn't explain yeah nobody no they did a terrible job explaining it well first of all I tell tell Preston this every single week that Monday night football commentary is god-awful hey I said it first okay I said it was worse first you want a cookie? I do want a cookie. <laughs> Anyways, we the, the, the commentary was the only bad thing I could talk about that game. Other than that, we had an entertaining-ass football game on Monday night. I mean, we had freaking Lamar Jackson come out at, saying he, he, he said, oh, I just had cramps. I mean, come on, man. He's not going to tell the media that he had to really take a crap. But that was, that was hilarious. He comes out fourth and five. The, the Browns just completely blow coverage. He founds Marquise Brown for like a 50-yard touchdown and – and that was just legendary, man. After Trace McSorley ended up spraining his knee and going out because it's like, oh my God, like there's no there's no quarterback now. RG3's hurt. Like the Ravens need Lamar Jackson to get back out there. Like, where is he? And he goes out there and throws a touchdown. That was great. Uh, it was ended up fe- being 47 to 42 because they ended up scoring a safety because the, the Browns were trying to, you know, make something happen and they threw it outside the end zone. So that's where they got the, it was just a crazy game, man. It was super exciting. The Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he's having a lot of hate right now, but he ended up having a good game, 124 rushing yards, three total touchdowns. They got the win. And I mean, they pretty much control their own destiny. Now they went out, they're playing the Jaguars, they're playing the giants. Then they play the Bengals. So most likely going to win out. Just got to keep playing good football and I'd imagine that the Ravens are going to get that last wild card spot. 
and the Dolphins could lose to the Patriots this week, and they're most likely going to lose to the Bills in Week 17. So, I mean, we'll see what what happens there. But Ravens control their own destiny. They have the highest percent uh, chance of making the playoffs of that last wild card spot. Playing a Jaguars team that sucks. What's the spread in this game, Preston? Baltimore is favored by 13 points. Okay, I just really wanted to talk about that game against the Browns. I have really nothing else to say about this game in particular. I'll say Ravens win 33-17. to Gladhill? Yeah, I think the Ravens um, quietly could be an 11-5 football team. I think I think people kind of been dogging them this year, like, oh, you know, you're not as good as some people projected you to be. You're not, you know, you know 13-3, 14-2. But this is a really good football team still. Top 10 in the league for sure. Um, potentially an 11 and 5 team. I think they'll end up winning out. I'll admit, I was I was way lower on this team a couple weeks ago. I think it was I think they're almost like the Rams of last year, but just a, but just better. I think uh, everyone had high expectations going into the season, like super high expectations. And then you know the Steelers are better than them, and then the Browns are having a good year, and everyone's like, oh, the Ravens are they've kind of fallen off. Lamar's fallen off. Lamar's still playing pretty good football. I think he's different than other quarterbacks, but he's he is. I trust that coaching staff up there, and um, he he's going to be a really good quarterback for a long time there, as long as he continues to develop. And he's still really young. I mean, he's twenty three years old still. I mean, going to turn twenty four in like twenty days or something. So he's still really really young. Um, still a lot of room for growth there, um, and they have a really good coaching staff up there in Baltimore. So. I think I think they'll be just fine, and they're going to be eleven and five this year, most likely. And um, I mean, that's a that's eleven and five, like is a successful season, and it's really tough to to go eleven and five when you have so many injuries and whatnot, and and you know everything's not going for you. Uh, maybe this isn't a Super Bowl team, but it is it is still a good football team. But anyways, yeah, this week they're gonna they're gonna take care of the the Jaguars. Um, I got it thirty five to sixteen. Yeah, Ravens Ravens roll, Preston. I got the Ravens winning this game easily as well. They need to keep winning in order to make the playoffs. Jacksonville needs to keep losing in order to try and pass the Jets for the number one pick. Uh, Baltimore wins this game 27-10. to 10. Yeah, I like how you emphasize the word try because <laughs> it's going to be hard to get that with the Jets just purposely losing games. Um, I would argue that the Jets are actually better than the Jaguars, personally, but they purposely just lose games because they have to. I know they could have won what two games already. They could have had two wins. They could have had like, but two, they lost on purpose. They could have had like two or three wins. They should have beat the Patriots. They should have beat the uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. And then there was, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't have the the motivation to go through their schedule and see who they could have beat. But all right. So unfortunately, Preston has to leave us uh, early today. Uh, sorry, you can't stay here. I wish you could have stayed here for a couple more picks because I really wanted to. Have something. I have a debate to talk about today, and I, w- I was hoping you could be there. But nonetheless, I'll talk to you about it later. Preston, thank you for joining us. Uh, well, actually, real quick, let's go ahead and finish off these games. We'll start Buccaneers at Falcons. Who you got? Yeah, so I got Buccaneers winning this game. Uh, too risky to pick the Falcons. Okay, Lions at Titans. Uh, Titans, Lions, they just can't stop the run. Okay. Eric Henry all day. Eagles at Cardinals. Eagles at Cardinals. Cardinals been up and down, but at a bounce back week last week. I expect them the Cardinals to win this week. You got anything else to say about that uh, picking the Eagles last week with Jalen Hurts? You called it. I'm psyched, bro, but I wish I wasn't such a dumbass on all my other picks. <laughs> Jets at Rams. 
Easy. Uh, Rams are going to ram the Jets. Chiefs at Saints. Anybody who's worried about the freaking Chiefs based on last week's performance or keeping, you know, like just them keeping games close and da-da-da-da-da, whatever, y'all need to calm your tits. Okay, Patrick Mahomes is going to be fine. Even if they do keep it close, you know, as long as Patrick Mahomes has the ball at the end of the game, they're going to win. Taysom Hill, obviously, uh, struggled once they got behind last week and wasn't able to put touchdowns on the board against the Eagles. I got Chiefs all day in this one. Browns at Giants. Ooh, Browns at Giants. I feel like I'm not picking any upsets, so I'm probably going to get boned this week. Browns are going to win this game. Giant, I, I just don't see Browns winning two games uh, or losing two games in a row. I feel like if they would have beat the Ravens, this could be a potential upset pick, uh, but I don't think they can afford to lose to the Giants. No, I can't wait to talk about the Giants. Steelers at Bengals. Steelers at Bengals, Steelers all day. 49ers at Cowboys, AIDS game of the week. I mean, dude, I haven't, I don't think I picked one upset. Who's favorite in that game? The 49ers are. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, it would be an upset if you pick us. Um, I'm not going to pick the Cowboys, but the 49ers, I don't know how good they are. Like, how good are they? they like, Bro, they're injured. They're injured. If they don't have Jimmy J, they don't have George Kittle. Uh, Debo Samuels has been up and down all year. Brandon Ayuk was on the COVID reserve list for the longest time. Look at their defense. Their whole but defense. But why, why were they favored against the Bills two weeks ago? Okay, like, that was I don't just, get it. That was stupid. That they've, was been stupid. Favor- they've been favored in all of these games, and then somehow they beat the Rams. Bro, they were favorited without even being at home. They played in Glendale that game. They're playing in Glendale for their home games. Yeah, yeah that bro. was disrespectful to the Bills. I think I Yeah, think Josh Allen torched them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go back. I got to take one upset. I'm going to look at all the games and Dude, just um, take the Cowboys. No, I'm not going to take the Cowboys. You really think the Cowboys are going to beat the 49ers? No. <laughs> I don't. I mean, even if y'all do pick them, I would have picked the 49ers. I'm picking the Cowboys for the rest of the season, guys. I want to lose. All right. I'm I'm going to pick a random upset that's going to bamboozle you guys. I know which upset here. Let me let me give you some advice on what upset you should take. And yeah, you don't you can take it or leave it because I'm probably the worst guy to give you advice because I've been terrible in picks this year. But if you're gonna pick an upset, personally for me, it would be the Washington football team. Yeah, that's too obvious though. Okay, then pick how about Eagles over Cardinals? Jalen Hurts last week looked good. Pick him again. Might as too well. Too obvious. No, I can't pick him two weeks in a row. How about, how too obvious. No, no. The Packers. No, that that is yeah Saturday game that is potentially could be a good upset pick. I think it could be an upset. I think the Packers are going to win, but I think it could be an upset. How about the Bears and the Vikings? No, fuck the Bears. Patriots. I'm not picking no, the hey, Bears again. Hey, hey, you were talking about Bill Belichick. How about the Patriots over the Dolphins? I I feel like that might be a little bit too obvious. Also, okay. How about Deshaun Watson and the and the nothing to play for Texans over the Colts? Uh, they almost beat the freaking. they almost beat them last time. Too obvious. Okay. Chargers Raiders. I mean, that could go either way. Chargers almost beat them last time. Oh my gosh. Well, you have to pick an upset <laughs> All if right. you want to, or you, you could just not think about, I mean, you know what happened last week when you second guessed yourself and you changed the Browns pick, the Browns ended up losing trap game Broncos over the bills. 
<laughs> it could be. Could be Saturday, that's mile stupid. high. That's stupid. At that point, you might as well pick another one that's too so, awesome. Y'all, y'all said the Eagles game was stupid also. Okay. <laughs> Look, you got me there. I'm just talking about this week. If you're going to pick an upset, why would you pick the Broncos over the Bills? I don't know. Dude, there just aren't any good narratives for the upsets this week. I would just except for maybe Giants over the Browns. Hey, I promise you, you don't even know how everybody else is gonna pick. So just stick with your gut and pick the 49ers and leave. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to kick you out, but <laughs> all right, fine. I'm gonna take the Giants over the Browns. All right. Oh my god, that's the one you pick. <laughs> Get out of here. Leave. Bye. <laughs> See you, bro. Bro, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I. If I had, to, I, I might. No, I'm not gonna change it. I on He had so many games he could have picked, bro. I, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on. Buccaneers at Falcons. Uh, Buccaneers coming off a big win versus the Vikings, shut them down. Falcons, meanwhile, choked against the Chargers. Not surprising there. It looks like for the one I'm looking at, the first one. I mean, this is just off the top, like me looking up a spread. Uh, I got the Tampa Bay is favorite by six. Okay. Tampa Bay is favorite by six on the road. Gledhill, you can, you can pick this game. Who you got, man? This is, this is one that I really want to take the upset. I really do. This is, this is one of those games. I don't think the Buccaneers are as good as, as, um, as people say they are. I mean, I think as a team, they're not playing great. They have, they have some really good players. You just look at their roster. Oh, Tom Brady. Ooh, Leonard Fournette. Ooh, you know, I don't know, Ronald Jones. Oh, uh, you know, Mike Evans. Um, Gronkowski, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, you look. Yeah, you look at their roster. Lots of good players, but I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think this is that great of a team. I think they potentially could be a playoff team, maybe top ten in the league. They're fringe top ten, I think. Um, I don't think this is a team that can win a playoff game. I think right now they'd be the sixth seed. They play the three seeded Rams. Yeah, not a chance. They're not beating the Rams. The Rams already yeah, beat them too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not beating the Rams in the playoffs. I don't think this is a team that wins a playoff game. I think if they if they make the playoffs, it'd obviously be a six or a seven seed, barely squeaking in. I think this is a game that could potentially lose. Um, what's what? What'd you say the spread was? Uh, Tampa Bay. Well, the one that I looked up, it might, I think this was from fan fan duel. So, I mean, that, that's, that's obviously different than regular spread, but I had a uh, Tampa Bay at six, six points. So it's probably going to be around five and a half, six point spread. Okay. I mean, I, I, if I, if I'm a betting man, I take the Falcons to cover here. It's a division game. It's just interesting because the Buccaneers were on a bye. They came off a bye and played the Vikings. And so we kind of, I just kind of expected some more from them. Off of the bye. Yeah, I mean, offensively, they with the Buccaneers, I think you're right. They're borderline top 10, but for what we've seen from their roster, they, in, no, in no stretch of the imagination are we saying that they're bad. But They're not well, a bad football team. They're not they're a not bad football bad. team. They're an average football team, maybe a little bit better than last year with Jameis Winston throwing all those picks. But yeah. for the roster that they have, it's got to be pretty dis- – they're underperforming with the roster that they have and the expectations that they had coming into the season. I get what you're saying. It just seems like, I don't know. They need they need a young, energetic. They need a Kevin Stefanski. They need a uh, you know a, a Sean McVay. I mean, those guys are obviously hard to come by, but they need a young, bright offensive line. They need a Lincoln Riley to go in there. Do you I, think so? Are you saying that uh, 
that Bruce Arians is a little outdated? Is that what you're saying? Potentially. I think he might be just a little too relaxed. It, it, that's just what, that's what the that's the picture that the media is portraying of him right now is that he may be a little bit too relaxed, not the you know twenty four hour grinder that you know Stefanski is or McVay is or Kyle Shanahan is. I almost said Doug McDermott, Sean McDermott, <laughs> in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's kind of the the picture the media is portraying. So. I think there's some belief there that maybe he's not that young, energetic grinder that those young, their young coaches. I don't know if that's the truth or not. I don't want to say like, oh yeah, that's true. I don't really know uh, Bruce Arians obviously personally. I don't really know how he coaches his team. Uh, it just seems like that's the picture he's portraying. And, and the way the Buccaneers are playing right now, especially off of bye, not looking too sharp, struggling early on in the game. You think off of bye, come out and play well in the first quarter, and, and they just didn't. Um, so it just seems like that picture is is that the media is portraying. It seems like it's it, it feels like it has some validity. I did, I don't know the absolute truth in it. Um, I could see the, the Falcons pulling off an upset here. That's what makes this game super tough. Before you uh, pick, before you pick, I will say if this if if you're thinking about picking the Falcons, it is interesting because not only are they at home, but they were eliminated with that twenty to seventeen loss against the Chargers, so they have nothing to play for. Yeah, which makes it dangerous. They're four and what four and three since firing Dan Quinn. So this is like an average football team since firing Dan Quinn. They're not. I mean, you start off zero and five, and then you go zero and three or four and three. I think this is a team that um, they make a good hire this offseason. You know, they hire a guy almost like Brian Flores, who's going to kind of turn it around really quick. We saw last year Brian Flores' his first year. Dolphins struggled early on. I mean, they, they, you know, they looked like a team that would be like, oh, they're going to go in 16. The Dolphins are terrible. And then midway through the season, they started turning it around, and they started looking really good toward the end of the season. Upset the Patriots in Week 17. They're almost like the Giants are looking this year. Like, you can kind of see midway through the season, they're turning it around. They're looking better. The future is bright. They got the coach right because this coach is really turning things around, looking better as the season goes they're along. Like the, they're uh, kind of like the Browns. Do you think the Falcons are? No, 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 I'm talking about the uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are yeah. rounds. Yeah, I think so too. So I think I think the Falcons can be pretty good the next year if they get this coach and hire right. I don't know if they're going to keep. Um, I keep forgetting their their interim coach's name. I shouldn't, but oh, uh, uh, I know I said it last week on the podcast. I don't remember. Um, but if they end up going with him, because you know he had a winning record, oh, you know, my bad, Raheem Morris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he, you know, if he upsets the Buccaneers right now. I mean, that's the incentive right now is if you're the coach, you're, you're coaching for your, your position. You're trying to prove that you're the guy going forward. And this would be, this would be, Hey, we beat, we beat a potential playoff team. We beat a really good Buccaneers team. Um, this would be a really good, you know, team rallies after they, they're out of the playoffs, you know, they kind of don't have anything to play for. So they they play loose. They're going out there with no pressure. Um, Buccaneers have way more pressure on their shoulders. It's that point of the season. Yeah, I'm going to take the upset. I think the, I think the Falcons are going to get it done. I picked against them last week against the Chargers, but I did pick them a couple weeks ago and they lost. I think it was against the Saints. I picked them when they upset. They lost. Didn't do anything offensively. I think they're going to do some stuff offensively against the Buccaneers. I don't think um, the Saints really controlled that game with Taysom Hill, and no one really had a ton of film on Taysom Hill, so he was kind of able. To, they were able to come out there, good offensive plan and kind of just control that game from start to finish. Saints won easily, like, 24-9 to nine or something. I think the Falcons are, are a decent team. You know, obviously, since firing Quinn, they're an average team in the league. They're not a playoff team, but they're not, they're not terrible. They're not, they're not a laughing stock team. 
So I think now that they're out of the playoff race, they don't have any pressure. This dude, Raheem Morris, is coaching for his job. He's trying to uh, prove that he's the guy going forward. They still have Matt Ryan and company. And is this a team that could lose out and go 8-8 eight and eight and just miss the playoffs and just collapse? I mean, they got the Lions after this week. I think they beat the Lions. It's, and been, then they 13, got the- it's been 13 years since the Bucks made the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, they got the Falcons actually twice in their final three games. Yeah, that's what which I'm is weird. The, the scheduling is whack. That is whack. I don't. That's that's weird. Yeah, they got the Buccaneers. Um, the Falcons are playing the Buccaneers at home, and they're playing them on the road in week. Okay, 17. so I'm getting a four point spread now. So the, it's different everywhere. It's between four and six. But okay, the, the thing about this game is, I I see it going both ways. It's either going to be a blowout, or it's going to be it's either going to be a blowout win for the Buccaneers, or the Falcons are going to just steal a close one. Yeah, I could see that, you know, especially after not looking amazing, you know, the media can some sway it, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the Buccaneers aren't good enough offensively. All of a sudden, you know, they didn't play well in the first quarter against the, the, the Vikings. All of a sudden they come out against the Falcons and just dominate. Um, I could see that happening too. I could see them dominating this game start to finish. But you are taking the upset? Uh, sorry, a second guess myself now. Hey, it's up to you, man. I mean, hey, you have Yeah, to- I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I think the Falcons are playing are playing better football than people think. Four and three since firing Dan Quinn. Uh let's go, let's go 20-28-25. I, I need to catch up on you. So and since you picked that upset, I'm just gonna go ahead and stick with my gut. I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers to win. Like I said, if I, I either seeing it, I mean, if the Falcons do win, which they very well could, it's gonna be a close upset game, like you said, 28-25. But if not, I think the Buccaneers are going to blow them out. So I'll take the Buccaneers and winning comfortably. Well, not too much of a blowout. We'll go 28 to 20. All right, next game, we got the Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. Detroit coming off of a, uh, a loss to the Packers. Tough division game that they lost there. They're, they're pretty much done. Five and eight, they're, they're out of it. I mean, I don't know if they're officially eliminated, but I mean, I imagine that with this loss, they would be five and nine for sure. Uh, Titans right now. Titans are a weird team. I mean, it, it, I talk about them every week. It seems like if, if they don't get the running game going, then they really don't have a chance because they don't have a pass rush, and you can't win with the pass rush. They, they almost came back against the Browns, but they're not a team because last, last year they were weird. Last year they, they were struggling with Marcus Mariota, and they made the, the decision to bring Tannehill in, and he started off like 6-0 six, six and oh, and won their last like six games of the season, going into the playoffs, riding high. And they ended up getting hot, running the ball well. Ryan Tannehill was a great game manager, and they made the AFC Championship. So I don't see the, that vibe this time around. I see a, I see a different team, a team that's kind of like they're fighting for the division at 9-4, and four, but they just kind of seem like an 8-8 eight and eight team. You know, like one week they look really good, and another team they, week they look like, oh, like why are the Titans looking like this? So it's, it's really weird to, to kind of judge the Titans, but they're a much better football team than the Lions. And the Lions defense is going to be, you know, shredded this game with – A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Ryan Tannehill is going to have a big game, and Derrick Henry is going to run all over this team. It's it's not – I don't even think this game is going to be close, if I'm being honest. It looks like Tennessee is around like an 8 to 10.5-point spread, so this is going to get ugly really fast. I'll start – I'll go ahead and take Tennessee to, to really bulldoze the, the Detroit Lions. I'll say that they win 31 to 21. Who do you got? I agree with you 100% um, that the Titans will win the game, but I do think it's going to be closer. Um, I think I think we're going to see some scoring in this game. So the Titans are interesting. I was so high on them a few weeks ago. I'm not really sure 
why. I think they're they're like four and four in their last eight games or something. They're a little, you know, they're inconsistent. Obviously, without a pass rush, I just don't really see them going super far in the playoffs. You know, Derrick Henry's great. He's the best running back in the league. He's crushing it. He's a beast. He is just a huge, a big human being, powerful, who can just run it right down your throat. That's about it. He's not like a Christian McCaffrey who can kind of make an impact out of the, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield or anything. He's kind of, you know, we know we know Derrick Henry is, and he's dominant, and he's gonna he's gonna continue that. You know, he I think he had, yeah, he had 215 yards against Jacksonville on Sunday. That was a very predictable thing going, and we knew he was gonna do well against the Jaguars. He's gonna do well against the Lions too. I think he's gonna win a second straight rushing title. He might reach 2,000 yards this season, which would be pretty crazy. Hey, he wouldn't be the first time to do it. CJ2K did it in 2008. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Chris Johnson. Yeah. I'm trying, I was trying to think of who that was. Oh, I was like, he didn't really give me a reaction there. <laughs> yes, he no, did. No, I, well, I was trying to think. I was like, oh, yeah, Chris Johnson. Okay. Um, yeah, the Titans, too. But uh, I just don't know what they have in Ryan Tannehill. I think I don't see him as a guy who can, like, go deep in the playoffs for you. He did last year. He played well. A.J. Brown's really good. I don't think their offensive line's as good as last year. I think that might be part of it. And maybe it's just Derrick Henry's playing so well that Ryan Tannehill doesn't even need to do as much. Well, they did lose their uh, starting uh, their starting tackle, who was like their best. Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan. He's, he's a beast. That was a, yeah. big, that was a big loss. That is. That, I, that's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, their, their offensive line's depleted, and their defensive line isn't that great. So I think this is a team that gets pushed around against the best teams in the AFC. I think Buffalo pushes them around. I think the Chiefs push them around. I think the Steelers push them around. So I don't think this is a, a team that wins a playoff game, but they are still pretty good. The Lions are two games removed from firing Matt Patricia and their GM. They're one and one in those games. They beat Chicago, and then they lost a close one against the Packers. So I think I think the Lions are going to put up points offensively. That's the only reason why I think this will be a little closer, but I, I still think Titans get it done, like 33 to 28 or something. Sounds good. All right, next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona had had a much-needed win versus the, the Giants last week. I, I was a little worried about that game. A lot of people were high on the Giants, but I, I'm glad I didn't second-guess that pick, and I just stuck with my gut and picked the Cardinals. They ended up getting a big win there. Hassan Reddick just had five sacks against the Giants, absolutely destroyed them. Uh, great game for the for – and, and Kyler Murray looks more healthy, so – they're on the right track. They're, they're sitting at the seventh seed right now. They need this win. The Eagles, meanwhile, are trying to fight for the NFC East, 4-8-1. They're not going to win it, I don't think, because the Giants and the football team are just better than them. But I will give them props. They, they proved us wrong last week. Jalen Hurts comes in. And the thing about Jalen Hurts is he's not – he's not he might not be that good, but I was telling Gledhill this. The Eagles at least want to play around him. They want to play around him. They want to rally around him, and they play overall just better with him. We saw that in the Saints game. And they, they just look a lot better as a as an organization, and they just are more a lot more motivated. Doug Peterson's coaching for his job. Howie Roseman is, is, has been questionable. Uh, Lurie has been questionable with you know some decisions that they have made in the front office, but the team overall has just looked lost with Carson Wentz and they just lost a lot of motivation. It was kind of like last year with the Cowboys at some point, it got to a point where they just gave up on Jason Garrett and they didn't want to play for him anymore. And that's what we were kind of seeing with Carson Wentz. They just really gave up playing with Carson Wentz, no motivation. There was just so much talk and 
the era in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz is over. I don't know what they're going to do with him. His value is down. They're going to try to trade him. What are they going to do? There's possible destination points, but nobody's going to want to mess with that contract. Jalen Hurts just had overall a great game versus the Saints, and they rallied behind him. He had 169 – or I'm sorry, excuse me. He had 60 rushes, 109 yards. First uh, person since Michael Vick to have over 100 rushing yards as a quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, 17 for 30, 167 yards. So he had a Lamar Jackson type game. He had a Lamar Jackson type game. And then Miles Sanders, 115 yards, had that big run. And the Eagles just looked good. And they also had five sacks uh, over the Taysom Hill and the Saints. So they looked good, got off to a big lead early, had a big rushing yard game. And it was just overall a great win. They rallied around him and they got a big win. So who do you got in this game as the Eagles – or it looks like the Cardinals, I think, are favorited. Five and a half. Okay. I think it's fair. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, I agree with, with, with what you said. I mean, I, I think uh, – I don't know if, if Jalen Hurts is better than Carson Wentz as a player, as a pure player. Right. Um, but, like I said, he is, he is better for this team right now. The team needed some change. Uh, I said it last week. If you don't make change, don't expect – if you don't make a change, don't expect something to change. And they had to make a change. It's, it's, it got to the point where it was just the players weren't playing well around Carson Wentz. Um, the defense was struggling. He just wasn't he wasn't seeing the field well. And he just it got to the point where you're just like, okay, we drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. We got to see what we got in him. We wasted a second round pick on this guy. We could have gotten a really good player instead of him. We have to see what he we have to see what we have in him. And if we don't, if we just keep the same, if we keep the same train rolling, I think that tells the team. Hey, we just wasted on a, a second round pick on a guy that we don't believe in. Because if you really believed in him, you would have put him in a lot earlier. So I think they waited too long to put Car- uh, Jalen Hurts in. Um, they finally decided to start him last week, and he looked good. I think he was better for this team right now. I think the team responded well to him. Yeah, I, I was I was really impressed with the way he ran the ball, with the way he threw it. I think he's got a little Russell Wilson in him. Um, not saying he's going to be that good, that dynamic, but. He's built like Russell Wilson. He runs like Russell Wilson. If he can become maybe a little bit better thrower of the football, continue to develop as a thrower, which he has the last couple of years. You know, he he went to quarterback camp when he went to OU and, and um, played under Lincoln Riley last year. I think that was big for him. I think going through that adversity with Tua at Alabama, um, I think that adversity really helped him. He's a great leader. He's got all the intangibles. I think this is a guy, honestly, I, I think he can – He's got like a little Russell Wilson in him and a little Dak in him. They kind of he kind of reminds me of both of those players. I would say um, that he has potential to be like Russell Wilson, but right now he's Lamar Jackson because he can run super well, but the throwing you you question the throws, you know? Yeah, you do. Um, you do. And I think if he continues to develop, he can be like that. I mean, Russell Wilson was put in a really good situation with Pete Carroll. Um, he had that defense the first couple of years. And after about year three or four, it became pretty clear that, okay, Russell Wilson is the leader of this team. He's the one who's going to carry this team. I wouldn't expect, unless you're like a generational talent, which Jalen Hurts is not a generational talent. He's super talented, can be a franchise guy potentially. Uh, but it's going to take him a couple of years before he is a guy who can potentially carry your team. Right now, he's going to need some help around him. He looked really good, you know, in, in a small sample size so far, just like a game and a half. Um, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I just watching him play. I noticed a little Russell Wilson in him, just a little bit, and I think he's got he's got Dak Prescott like character uh, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to intangibles. He's got it all up here, so I like him a lot. I like to. I'm really excited to see how he plays going forward. The Cardinals have some film on him. 
um, going into this week. The Saints didn't really know what to expect. They had just a tiny, small sliver of film. Uh, maybe they went back and studied some stuff from Oklahoma um, and what, what he ran, what made him comfortable and stuff. But I, I don't really fault the Saints too much for this loss. And I think the Cardinals, I think they're going to – I think they have the better roster, and I think they – I hate using the they-need-this-win-more logic because it, it just – I don't know how often it pans out. The Cardinals do need this win more than the Eagles. Um, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Looking at the playoff picture right now, right now they are the seventh seed. They're seven and six. Yeah, seven seed, the yeah. Vikings are kind of Vikings are kind of right back there. After that, like I don't think I don't think the Bears make it in the wild card. I don't think the Lions have a shot. And then you go down to the Niners, a five and eight. I don't think it's so. Be between them and the Vikings. Yeah, I think. So I think, I think. I think the Cardinals will pretty much seal the deal. Yeah, they'll be. They'll be. Eight and six, the Vikings will probably beat the Bears, so they'll be seven and seven. Um, at that point, it's it's, it's still going to be pretty tough um, for the Vikings to climb back up there. So I like the Cardinals this weekend. I think they really need this win. I think they got some film on Jalen. I think their defense played really, really well this past week against the Giants. And I think it's clear that Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in this division. Oh, yeah. You know? But anyways, what's interesting is I, I think I said – midway through the season that Daniel Jones was the best quarterback in the division. He's not. Um, oh, because Dak was, went down. I was a miss on my part. I've had some – I think that was probably my, my weirdest take of the year. Um, Cardinals are going to win this game, though, 30-25. to 25. Yeah, I like the Cardinals winning this game as well. Uh, like we said, we talked about all the good things the Eagles did this past week, but they'll probably play better. They're, they're going to play better than what they would if they had Carson Winston. But the Cardinals right now are – I just think are a much more complete team defensively. They finally got it together against the giants credit. It was against the giants offense and Daniel Jones struggling to, you know, just move the ball. He's fumbling like crazy, but I mean, honestly, I, I could argue that Colt McCoy would have been the better option. And like, especially how he looked in the Seahawks game being a game manager. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just another topic, but yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. I'm going to say that they win. I think the Eagles, you know, since they rally, they're going to keep it competitive, but overall the Cardinals win and a uh, like 26 to 21 type game pretty close but overall the cardinals win next game we got the <laughs> the new york jets going on the road to play the la rams oh gladhill get this bro the biggest spread of the week and probably second biggest of the season the rams are a massive favorite over the winless jets right now 17 point favorite jeez vegas and you know favorite? what I, I would i i would say the rams cover too <laughs> <laughs> I really would. Oh gosh, darn! That's the Rams scoring thirty points and the Jets scoring ten. I think that's probably what this game looks like. Thirty to ten. That's my going to be my score. I'll match um, it. I'll match it. Yeah. All right. Let's let's just move on. Screw yep. this. Move on. All right. So next game, we got the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. This is going to be a big game right now. I think this game would have been a little bit more exciting had we had Drew Brees one and then two. The Saints didn't drop that game last week versus the Eagles. Now, this is the game I've been wanting to talk about all week, Gledhill, and it's because of the Saints. So here's what I've been wanting to talk about because I've, I've been thinking about this all, all really all week ever since the, the Saints uh, lost to the, uh, to the Eagles. So Saints, I think y'all should really, really consider starting Jameis Winston this game. Now, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Taysom Hill is three and one since Drew Brees has went down. He has done, he's done good. He hasn't done great, but he's done good. Three and one. Those three games that they won, 
was against the Falcons twice and the Broncos depleted Broncos with no quarterback. They had Kendall Hinton starting at quarterback. So you had a wide receiver from the practice squad starting at quarterback for that game. We And we knew they were going to win that game, okay? Whatever. Two, three teams, or two teams, I guess, that weren't that great. Taysom Hill's 3-1. and one. Jameis Winston is the backup right now. We have talked about him being the quarterback for this team in the future possibly, but definitely when Drew Brees went down. It was a last-minute last minute addition to keep Taysom Hill in, right? So I really do think that the Saints should consider starting Jameis Winston this week. You know he's going to throw the ball better, and I think he's the better option than Taysom Hill. Not hating on Taysom Hill. I just think that in order to keep up with the Chiefs and score points, you got to have a guy like Jameis Winston who we know can score points for you. We don't know if Taysom Hill can score points. The past few weeks, the Saints have been scoring points because of defense and running the football, right? So you need a guy that's going to have go out there and be able to get and uh, potentially get into a shootout. Now, we know that's, that's jumping the gun because if it turns into a shootout between Jameis Winston and Patrick Mahomes, you're going to take Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But we know Jameis Winston's ability last year he threw 30 touchdowns. Yeah, he threw 30 picks, but and but he was leading the league. He threw 5,000 yards last year. We know Jameis Winston can go out there and move the ball and score points. Taysom Hill cannot. Taysom Hill is a quarterback that's going to run the short pass, you know, mix in the RPOs, do the running plays, run the wildcat, and the Saints are going to rely off of their defense. You cannot rely on your defense this game. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You can maybe slow them down, but you're not going to beat them in the end of this game. So Jameis Winston, I think they have to, he has to play this game if they want to go in there and score points. If Taysom Hill plays, the Chiefs are going to run away with this game and just throw all over them, and Taysom Hill is not going to be able to, to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. So Saints, really do think about who you're starting this week because I think Jameis Winston will be the option. That being said, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Saints 55 game streak of not allowing a hundred yard rusher snapped as the Eagles rushed for 240 plus yards. That was the game changer. Jalen hurts, 109 rushing yards, Miles Sanders, 150 yards, 70 long. And that was actually a 10. He's actually at 10 of those. So he, Sanders has been doing good this season, but saints number two rushing defense going into that, to that game. And they just got pummeled. The offensive line allowed five sacks to the Eagles and they had a 17 point lead to come over. Almost did it in the end, but didn't get the onside kick. Point is the chiefs are just better. The Chiefs are just better. Even if they would have started Winston, I would have picked the Chiefs. But I'm just saying, for the Saints to be competitive and have a chance of winning, you need to start Jameis Winston. That being said, that's all I'm going to say. Chiefs win. Let's go 28 to 22. And I think we've agreed way too much on this uh, on this podcast today. Um, I think I think the only game we picked separate from each other is the Buccaneers game, um, and that was that was obviously a long shot upset. I, I'm not I'm not terribly confident in that pick, but. Looking at this game, Saints and Chiefs. I, so here's how I think it's going to play out. So I think the Saints are going to come out with a really good offensive game plan. They're going to start Taysom Hill. Drew Brees is a long shot to play right now. I don't think we're going to see him this game. I think I think it's probably a couple more weeks on him. I think come playoff time, though, Drew Brees will be back. And um, at that point, I don't know what we're going to see from the Saints. But so I think I think here's how it's going to pan out. The, Sa- the Saints are going to start Taysom Hill. And I think they're going to come out with some early trickery with some, you know, Sean Payton's going to have a really good game plan in place and the Saints might score a couple of early touchdowns. I think, I think they're going to score an early touchdown and a field goal. They're going to be up, you know, maybe 10 to three early on. 
but then the Chiefs are going to start to roll. They're going to start to gain some momentum. You know, the running backs are going to start making some plays. Mahomes is going to find Kelsey a couple times open. He's going to hit Tyreek Hill on a deep ball. And then the Saints will all of a sudden, like that, they're going to have a 17 to 10 lead. And then they're just going to keep going. And at one point in this game, Chiefs are going to be up 34 to 10 on the, on the Saints. They're going to be rolling them, absolutely rolling the Saints. And then at that point, you're down 24. You're the Saints. You're down 24 points in this game. You're not going to make up those 24 points with Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. You're not going to. At that point, the Chiefs defense is going to know everything that you're going to do at quarterback. At that point, you're going to need to make a change. James Winston's going to come in. He's going to score two more touchdowns late in garbage time when the game's already over. And the Chiefs are going to win comfortably 34 to 24. Um, but it's really not even going to be that close. Um, I, I really think the Chiefs roll in this game. I have it at 34-24 just because I think Jameis Winston's going to come in and get a couple late touchdowns when it really doesn't matter that much anymore. I think the Chiefs are the much better team. I think that they haven't really been playing with a lot of urgency lately, so I think it might show up early. I think they struggled in the red zone a little bit, and that's why maybe the Bills are better than the Chiefs right now is because the Bills are better in the red zone than the Chiefs are. But – I think the Chiefs have more talent than anyone else in the NFL. Um, I just think they need they need to be tested a little bit. I think they they haven't really had that much urgency. We saw it a little bit last week against the Dolphins. You know, there there were times where they just didn't quite have that much urgency. Could have easily lost that game. In this game, um, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Chiefs are they overrated? Are they gonna are they gonna lose to the Saints? If the Chiefs had some close games, they barely won some games. They're gonna be tested in this game. No, screw that. The, the, the Chiefs are going to go up 34 to 10 in this game. They're going to be crushing them. And then the Saints are going to score a couple of late touchdowns, make it somewhat close, but still 34 24. Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, I, I honestly got no doubts about this one. I think the Chiefs are much better. And I think once they start playing with some urgency, once they get tested, maybe they go down a little bit early. They're going to show why they're the best team in the league. And I think everyone's high on Buffalo right now. Everyone thinks Buffalo might be better. I don't know about that. I think I think it's I think it's possible that Buffalo could upset them. I still don't see it. I think the Chiefs are still the best team in the league. They get it done. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Glenn Hill. I agree with everything you said, and I, it's honestly kind of scary how much we're agreeing today. But no, you're you're absolutely right. They don't play with urgency, and that's the reason why sometimes they might play down to their opponents. You know, but how many times have they been in this position where they're like, oh, the Chiefs aren't that good. They haven't. They've been squeaking out wins. I mean, yeah, there's the Super Bowl chance, but they're going to lose when they play a good team. And then they play a good team, and guess what? They absolutely destroy them. Remember, I picked the Ravens to beat them <laughs> earlier in the season. This is, dude, this is like, Ravens. yeah, I think this is Lamar's like, right coming here. out party. Like, yeah. oh, man. I, yeah, that was, I, 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 five minutes into that game, I knew the Chiefs were going to roll them. And I was like, ah, oh, geez. Why, 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 why? I'm telling this? you, the Chiefs are going to come out and they might blow out the Saints, and everyone's going to be like, oh, well, never mind. So much for that. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm hoping for a really good game. Obviously, if it if it pans out the way I just said it's going to pan out, I'm not going to, you know, be super excited. I'll have this game off by the third quarter. But I you know, really hope it's close. Really hope that we see some really good things from Taysom Hill and, and potentially Jameis Winston. And uh, hope that, you know, maybe the Saints defense makes a couple plays, keeps it close, keeps it maybe low, lower scoring than I said it's going to be. But um yeah, my pick, my pick is my pick. I think the Chiefs are going to win comfortably. Yeah, I said 28-22. I'm actually going to roll that. I, I I think I agree with you. I think the Saints – I think the Chiefs are going to roll this game. I'm going to say 35-24. to, to 24. Yep. So pretty close, pretty close to you. Also, a little fun thing. Travis Kelsey has a tight end 
leading the league in receiving yards. That's absolutely insane. Proving that he's yeah. the best uh, tight end in the league over Kittle. Yes, I said it. He is better than Kittle. He is better than Kittle right now. Yeah. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Hard Rock Stadium, uh, according to Patrick Mahomes on Twitter. That's funny because he, he won the Super Bowl in Hard, <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium, and he started off slow, just like he did in the Dolphins game. That's funny. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, next game, we got the Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the New York Giants. Uh, New York, they're coming back to reality. The, the thing about the Giants is a lot of people were, were jumping the gun a little bit. They were like, oh, they beat the Seahawks. Their defense is amazing. They're back. They're going to run the table and win the Super Bowl just like they did in 2007 and 2011. Like they're going to they're going to do it as a seven and nine team. It's like, no, no, no. I'm glad the Cardinals were able to go in there and kind of blow them out. Give them a little bit of a reality check. Giants fans can chill out a little bit. The Browns are going to bounce back. They won't lose too straight. I have really nothing more to say about this game. This is the game that actually got flexed to Sunday Night Football because the Cowboys and 49ers, nobody wants to watch that game. So, yeah, this is the this was the right move for the, the Giants and the Browns to get flex, uh, flex this game. I have no doubts that this is a better game than the 49ers and the Cowboys. So um, as far as the spread goes, Browns are four-point favorites. Who do you got? Yeah, so, so the matchup I'm really looking for is um, the Browns O-line, which I think uh, I think people are starting to say they're the best offensive line in the league. I think that's possible. Um, see, that, see that offensive line go up against – the defensive front of the Giants that I think everyone's really high on as well right now, the defensive front that was so, so pivotal in that upset of the Seahawks a couple weeks ago, I really want to see that matchup. I want to see how much how comfortable Baker Mayfield is. Say what we want, man. Baker Mayfield made some plays against the Ravens. He really did. I was uh, I was really excited to see that. I think he's playing within himself this year. I mean, it, it, the difference between, between um, Kevin Stefanski this year and um, – What's, what? I don't even remember. I don't even remember the dude's name last year. Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens, last year. I mean, it, the difference is is night and day. I mean, it's just. I mean, Baker's playing with a lot more confidence because that offensive line is so well coached. It's it's so, it is so buttoned up right now. They have the best, potentially the best O line in football, probably the best run game in football with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield's comfortable back there. He's able to find you know guys like Jarvis Landry out there. This offense is absolutely rolling. Say, you know, the Giants defense, sure, it's playing well, but I just think that I think the Browns have too much offensively in this game. I really do. And I just don't think that the, the Giants can keep up with them on the offensive side of the football. Maybe their defense makes a couple good plays. Maybe Baker makes a couple good throws, but Baker hasn't really been turning the ball over a whole lot at, at all. I mean, he's not nearly as much as last year. I think he was trying a little bit too hard last year. I think this year, the coaching staff, they've kind of brought him back down to earth, said, listen, we got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. These two guys are going to carry our offense. Our offensive line is going to is going to is going to win the battle up front for you. All you need to do is hand the ball off and then make some plays every now and then. Uh, make some make some decent throws. And we know Baker Mayfield can make throws. He made great throws in college. He 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 is an accurate thrower of the football. And I think we're seeing this year because of the good coaching that, that Stefanski has done. We're seeing more of the Oklahoma version of Baker Mayfield than than the than the last year version of Baker Mayfield, who was trying a little bit too hard, forcing too many balls, turning the ball over too much, losing accuracy, just regressing overall. Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield was just a, we just needed a good coach, and I think he got that this year. He has really good pieces around him. He's playing good football right now. I think I think an interesting debate to have going forward is: Would you take Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff 
as your quarterback. I think that's an interesting debate you could have. I think maybe right now I would still take Jared Goff. I think you know, he's taller I guess we'll than find me. out. We'll find out because Jared Goff, I mean, you could say what you want. You he will. got carried to the Super Bowl. He still went yeah. to the Super Bowl. So and he did. Until, he until, yeah. until we still until we see Baker in the playoffs, it's not a debate. I think I think that's true. Actually, yeah, I think you're I think you're 100. So let's, on that one. let's. I would take, I would I would take Jared Goff right now, um, and I I'm actually very interested to see both the Rams and the Browns in the playoffs because I think they're both similar teams. I think the Rams have a much better defense, especially on the back end. The Rams secondary is way better than the Browns secondary, but I think I think up front on the on the front seven, I think they're pretty comparable. I think these two teams are pretty similar. Similar, um, both you know offensively, their strength is running the football. Um, and their quarterback is kind of just a game manager, distributor. So I'm interested. I think both these two teams are going to be super exciting in the playoffs just to see, you know, kind of the runs they, they might make. But in this game, I, I just think that Browns can do way more offensively. And I, although the, the, the Giants are good defensively, I think they're well coached. I mean, I just don't, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't think they're good enough to stop all this, all the force, the offensive force that the Browns are right now. I think the Browns win. 30 to 16. I don't think this is an upset game. I think people might think it's an upset game. People might think, oh, you know, the Giants, they beat the Seahawks. Look, right now, I would take the, the Browns over the Seahawks. I don't think the Browns have a huge problem in this game. 30 to 16 is my final score. Um, Browns get it done. Yeah, no, I don't think this game is going to be that close at all. The Browns are just better. The Giants are not that good. I'm glad that they got blown out by the Cardinals so people can realize that that game versus Seahawks was just really a bad game for Seattle and just a great game for, for that defense of the New York giants. They're still bad. The Browns are way better football team. They're going to bounce back. They'll run for like 150 yards on the ground. This is yeah. yeah. Even against the giants defense. So I'll say, yeah, Baker Mayfield has a good game. There's no Baker slander on this podcast as we say. And uh, yeah, I'll take the Browns to win. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be close. I'll say 30 to 14. All right, next game, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the Monday night football game. I don't know why this is Monday night football. Steelers are 12-point favorites. I have really nothing else to say about this game. I'll just take the Steelers to bounce back, finally, because they're playing a trash team. They need this win, and, and they'll get it. So Brandon Allen and the Jet, uh, the Bengals, I don't know why I picked them last week. I thought the Cowboys would be wanting to tank more, and they and they didn't. So we, we ended up blowing out the Bengals. Whatever. Steelers win. This is not going to be exciting at all. I mean, this is going to be like, I'm going to say 27 to 10. Also something to note, the Pittsburgh Steelers broke the NFL record, 70 straight games with a sack, most in NFL history. That's well, TJ Watt's been playing great. Yeah, yeah uh, Steelers win 31-13. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it looks like Zach Taylor, uh, Zach Taylor's era might be coming to an end. All right, he, think- can go back to, he can go back to Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, I didn't know that. He's from Norman. That's that's pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, like, you could say, like, oh, that's a cheap organization. He's not surrounded by, you know, he doesn't have the players to have a lot of success. Like, it's not Zach Taylor's fault. I kind of agree with you. I would kind of agree with that, that, that statement. But um, at the same time, like, you have to – if you're the coach, like, you've got to somehow make it work with these – with the pieces you have – and you have to have some success, and you have to show some promise. And this is one of those tough situations where they're in a really tough division. I mean, shoot, the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns are all playoff teams. So you're in, you're in potentially – everyone says the NFC West is the best division in football. I think right now today, 
Well, outside of the Bengals, I think the AFC North have the best top three teams in the division in football. Yeah, I mean, it's just a tough division. You're not, I mean, obviously, without Joe Burrow now, it's going to be tough to win any game there. I don't know what to make of Zach Taylor. I still don't. I mean, do you give him a pass because, you know, Joe Burrow got hurt? And I don't know. I think, I think they know what they need to do. I, 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 on the, me sitting on the outside, I can look at the record. I can look at, that's really all I can look at. I can look at the record and I can read up all I can on the Bengals. I just, I think they know what they need to do within the organization and they're going to do it. You know, I think, I think really, I think really it comes down to how did, how did Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow work together? If they, if you need, if you thought that, you know, as an organization that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow were, were the fit, they were, they were the fit going forward that when Joe Burrow gets more pieces around him, a better O-line, better weapons, um, I think Tyler Boyd's a really good receiver, but once he gets, you know, more receivers, better O-line, um, that run game is way more consistent. Joe Mixon's healthy. I think, uh, you know, if you, if you think that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow were the right fit together, then I think you got to keep them. And if you don't, if you think that maybe, you know, they're not the right fit, then maybe there'd be someone else out there that would, that would be better fit to coach Joe Burrow. I think, I think you, you, you do that. Um, so I don't know, but anyways, in this game, yeah, the Steelers are going to win 31, 13, not much more to say. The Bengals aren't going to win this game. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no question that Zach Taylor's the guy he's not, he's four and 24 and one. He has the worst record as a head coach. The last two seasons, worse than Adam Gase, Doug Marone, Matt Patricia, Anthony Lynn and Dan Quinn, who all have less than 10 as well over the past two seasons. So yeah, Zach Taylor, yeah, he hasn't had a lot to do like around him, but at the same time, and, and he's even tanked a couple times, and now he lost his quarterback. But you got to at least show flashes as a head coach, and he hasn't shown any flashes. So personally, I think he's gone. All right, and then the last game we got the AIDS game of the week: the 49ers going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys. You guys know how I feel about the Cowboys. Whatever we beat the Bengals, so what? It it really doesn't matter. We're gonna lose this game. You'll you'll see. We're gonna lose. The 49ers are, are one-point favorites on the road here. I'll go ahead and start. I have really no, not much more to say. I think the Cowboys lose because they like losing, and they, they're good at losing. So, yeah, no, not much offense from both both sides of the ball. I'll just say that the, the 49ers win. And I know people are going to pick the Cowboys, so hopefully this will be a, a, a good uh, good game for me to get. So I'll say 49ers win. Let's go 24-21. to 21. You said the 49ers are favored by one? Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, that's what I have on this one. I mean, it could be different. Shoot. Well, okay. I don't know. There's some something weird with that spread. Is there something they don't they know that I don't? Okay. Uh, I think the 49ers the, win the by – official spread is two-point favorite. Okay. I think the 49ers win by 10, 28 to 18. We saw some really good things from the Cowboys offense, Andy Dalton, last week. Still didn't really see Zeke play that well, but but Andy Dalton had a really good day. Against his former team, I think we kind of expected that um, going to Cincinnati. You know, kind of an emotional game for him because he played there for so long. I I had a feeling Andy Dalton would have a good day, but they come back home. The 49ers defense is much better than the Bengals. I think Andy Dalton come back comes back to earth. He struggles this game. 49ers do much more offensively. Boom, 28-18, Niners win. Yeah, the Cowboys fell to the fifth pick after that uh, win versus the Bengals. So. For our sake, we, we got to hope that they keep losing. That's interesting. Yeah. We picked the 49ers to win that by that much. So, all right. 
That's going to do it for us this week. Appreciate you guys for joining. I know it was a long episode. We didn't have Preston for the rest of it, but yeah, it's going to be a fun week and not much, too much different. We picked differently on the, uh, looks like me and you only picked differently on the Falcons and the Buccaneers. So it's going to be not going to, not going to change much there, but hopefully people uh, help us out in the standing. So you got anything else to add, Gladhill? No, I think this week, I don't know why it was, a, it was, a, it was a surprisingly lighter week. Um, didn't really have a ton of really tough ones in there. Felt confident with most of the picks, but I know there's going to be one weird upset in there. I mean, maybe the Panthers beat the Packers or the, there's, there's going to be some, some obscure upset in there. Maybe the Lions just come out of nowhere and beat the Titans. The Titans have had a couple stinkers in there, lost to the Bengals earlier this year. Maybe they stink it up and lose to a, you know, an inspired Lions team who, you know, Matt Stafford goes off and Derrick Henry somehow just doesn't run the ball well or something. But I, I you know, I feel confident with most of my picks. Um, I think uh, I took that one upset, the Falcons and the Bucks. I don't feel terribly confident about it looking back, but I, I'm a little upset that we picked so similarly. I wanted to, you know, um, but I guess, you know, I guess you need to make up ground on me. I don't need to make up any ground on you. So it's, you know, it's up to you to kind of differ from me here um, and try well, to catch I mean, back already, up. I'm already out of it. So, I mean, uh, there's no point. Yeah. Did Preston really pick the, the Giants over the Browns? Yes. He's, he's dumb. Anyway, we, whatever. Wow. All right. I'm getting that one on him. Oh yeah. We're getting that one on him. So that's going to do it. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Actually, we'll see you later this week when we do the NBA podcast. So stay tuned for that. NBA season starts next Tuesday. You guys have a good one. We'll see you.